Welcome to 49ers After Dark. It's extremely light in California, and I'm sweating, so I'm wearing a hat. Jesse looks phenomenal. Probably took a shower recently. Has a nicer hat on. Actually, I like my hat, too. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing great. I haven't showered in three days, Grant. I'm going to be honest. No, I'm just joking. Me neither, man. Showering's for suckers. Who does that anymore? Showering's for suckers. I think, you know what just happened? Is Grant knows I'm coming to his house for this next week, and what he wants to happen is me to use zero water, is what he just said. So. Well, we, I have no kitchen, so I, I don't have to worry about you taking my food. I'm really not offering you very much. You can have a room. You can walk around. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. Yeah, um, yeah. Have a great time. Make yourself at home as much as you can. For sure. You really can. For sure. Yeah. 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 So we'll have fun. No, he's going to be here on Saturday for a whole week. Will we still be friends at the end? That's the game. And I like that game. It's a fun game. I'm not going to lie. All right, so day one of training camp was today. No Brock Purdy. Day two is going to be really like the real day one, but day one was interesting, and I think it's been the Trey Lance show so far. It could Brock Purdy could take the, the the spotlight, but right now, I feel like Lance hijacked it. I don't think the team wanted him to have the spotlight, but it's his because of the work he did independently. Um, no direction from the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan said it. This was Trey Lance's decision. He found Jeff Christensen. Not sure how. Made a bunch of improvements, came back, and now he's a different player. Debo said it today. Kittle said it in the past. Kyle said it too. So should we get like specific in how Trey Lance has improved? I think you've seen some of it. Yeah, most definitely. At least from what I'm seeing. Well, first of all, I mean, we can talk about the leg bend thing. You were all over that. That is so different. That is very clear. But to me, the biggest thing is the eye level. And watching him stay at one eye level as he backs backtracks. So when he's in the middle of his drop, what he would do before is he would go, and as he loads, he would dip down, and then naturally as you throw and go to your front foot, you're raising. So your his eye level was changing three times in one motion, which is really hard to stay accurate when you're looking like a bobblehead out there. A lot of quarterback coaches talk about it. What I'm seeing we from We saw him that now, in his North Dakota State film. He did yeah. that. Oh, it's everywhere. It's It was all over the you place. It's hard to hit. It's impossible to hit that way. Uh, yeah. It's a baseball thing. Throwing it yep. and hitting, you don't want to be moving your head. It only makes it harder. For sure. It only makes yeah, it harder. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's yeah. like it's like the quarterbacks in the offseason that you wear those glasses that flicker. That's yeah. basically what your head's You're doing. Throwing to a target. You're trying to hit a target. You need to keep your eyes still. Yep. That's the step one. Very, very simple. And what he's doing now is he's dropping back at one level. And as he loads the throw, he's staying at that level. Now, every quarterback is going to raise naturally as you're going forward. That's just what happens. But he's now staying at that one eye level all the way through to the end. So to me, that is the biggest area of improvement. But I got to say, the highlights came out today from, from the 49ers Shout out to them for actually doing some. They awesome actually put highlights out from practice. They did. They wow. actually did. And Trey Lance threw some. Like there was three Trey Lance throws that were darts. Which I'm one? not seeing a wobble, Grant. I don't. You tell me. Is the wobble gone? Was that a finger? Was I'll that because of the way. finger? Me. Yeah. To me, I'm not going to make it that clear cut. Like he's improving. For sure. He doesn't throw the same way every time. He's been doing this for like 90 days. Yep. So he's going to be working. I, I would assume he's going to be working with Jeff Christensen the rest of his career because it's working. Probably. But yeah. he's at the beginning of the process and he's made big strides and he will continue to make them. But there are some throws where you're like, mm, eh, a little bit of a wobble. But it's like, I still like him. And I still think you're going to see a dramatic uptick in his completion percentage because his short throw, this is a big, this is what I see. And Debo said it too. 
Debo said he used to throw those short passes really hard. When he was trying to take the job from Jimmy as a rookie, everyone was like, man, he's getting a lot. There are a lot of drops, but look at how hard he's throwing these slants. And I think he does. It's not that I think. I see it. You've seen it. We've all seen it. He doesn't do that anymore. Debo said it. He doesn't do that anymore. He has touch. He has a much quicker release. He's not throwing as hard as he can on every throw. He's using his wrist. You know what I mean? He's not just an arm thrower anymore. He looks more like a body thrower. You don't hear about arm fatigue. This is all the stuff he needed to do. He got started on it two years late. I blame the 49ers. They should have known about Jeff Christensen. Jimmy's in the freaking building. Ask him. Yeah. He's right yep. there. That's Jimmy's guy. I can't wait for Trey Lance to get actually to get put in front of a podium so I can ask Trey, Trey, how did you find Jeff Christensen? Tell me. Will he tell me? He might not. And if he doesn't, I'll ask Jeff because Jeff followed me on Twitter. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> how did this happen? Don't let Kyle take credit. He already washed his hands. He took a shot at Jeff. Did you hear that yesterday? I asked no, him. Yeah, yeah he Are did. The work that Trey did with Jeff. And he's like, all quarterbacks do this. Thanks. And we don't dictate where they go. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. You absolutely dictated. The Here's the other thing, too. Uh, well, the Jeff Christensen thing, I pretty pot just in, in talking to the old coaches, I'll just say that I won't say who, whatever anybody who's been following me would know who I probably talked to, but in talking to them, it was all done through the rehab process. He worked with Mahomes strength and conditioning coach who you can see on the quarterback uh, show. If anybody watched that worked with him through his rehab, naturally those guys are close with Jeff Christensen. They meet, they work together through the rehab process. They enjoy working together. They continue working together. I think it was that simple, but I will say this. The other thing I noticed from the videos that you had posted today, to me, his throwing motion looked more compact than Sam Darnold's. I was thinking that too. Like what I see now is with Trey and he, in the past, he would dip the ball below his waist. Mm -hmm. When he would throw the ball, I think Justin Fields does the same thing. Now he's much more like Jimmy where the ball is here up and out. And I'm looking at Darnold like he has much more of a lower. Uh, he has loopier. a longer release straight up. It's yeah. way loopier. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But what's funny is you wouldn't think that about Darnold until you kind of see it side by side. I don't it's not like you look at Darnold and go, oh, man, those mechanics are wonky or he's got a loopy release or a slow release. You don't think that. But just side by side, I was like. Really? I mean, that's quicker than Darnold. That's kind of, that's a big change. That's a big upgrade. Now, can you duplicate it a million times over? We'll see. But for right now, it looked pretty good to me. And, you know, I did the the little same throwing motion meme. Remember when I did that for Justin Fields and Cardell Jones? People got mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like went viral. People were so mad, but I thought that was funny. So I did it for for Jimmy and and Trey, and I think you can kind of see what Jeff Christensen coaches, like the way he teaches quarterbacks to separate their hands at the For beginning sure. of the delivery. It looks like Trey is trying to ingrain what Jimmy ingrained a long time ago. And I wonder if Trey was sitting in those meetings looking at Jimmy being like, man, I'd love to have that release, man. Like who taught you that? What, and I'm why wouldn't you want to? I mean, let, we can say what we want about Jimmy, but if yeah. you just look at him mechanically, it is yeah. lean as clean can be. Where did you learn that? How do you do that? Can I learn that? Like, teach me. And what mm -hmm. I think is kind of cool about Jimmy is he never was threatened by Trey. From all accounts, they got along. 
they are friends. Like, I don't know where Kyle stands with these guys, but it seems like Jimmy wasn't threatened by Trey. And on the way out, he did Trey a solid and was like, look, you need to go to this coach. I'm assuming that maybe I'm wrong, but that's <laughs> Jimmy's guy. I don't know. It is his guy. No doubt about it. Let's see what the super chats have to say about the matter. Niners daddy says quarterback one isn't set. Trey Lance balling out today puts a lot of pressure on Purdy tomorrow coming off an injury. What happens if Purdy doesn't play well? Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that 49ers daddy, but I, I don't know. I'm not saying the door is completely closed, but to me, it all comes down to Purdy. What does Purdy do? If Purdy's not healthy or Purdy just looks awful. Sure. Trey Lance will be the starter, but anything outside of that, I, I just don't see how Trey Lance can leapfrog Purdy for the starting position. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, I think it's going to be really tough for that to happen other than what I just said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wave 9 says, by no means is Lance Mahomes, but even Mahomes throws wobbles in practice. Great. You know they're doing a bit uh, bait and switch with Trey and Brock. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to knock Trey right now. And people are, it's funny, like people that kept saying, man, he can't, his, his, his delivery is too long. He throws too hard. He can't hit the layups. He dedicates his entire offseason to working on those things. He makes improvements. And you hear crickets from those people. Like, if I was the kind of. No, what, I, you, hear, very, what you hear is, oh, he oh he's passing up the long throws now. He should be throwing it. Or let's field. see if it I'm translates like, to real games. Let's see if it translates. Oh I mean, I'm very critical of players, too. But when they address the things that I'm critical of, I always give them credit always you have to otherwise you're not intellectually dishonest disingenuous and there's no reason for people to pay attention to you anymore because you obviously are detached from reality and you have you have a a narrative you want to prove right you're not there to observe reality that you're there to twist it to your narrative that's not fun i mean if anybody wants to go check out the uh the baltimore ravens post on lamar jackson and his throw to obj today I mean, talk about a wobble. That thing was all over the place. But guess what? It was complete, and it and it was a big game. So, what does it matter if the ball is wobbly? I don't think. It, I think that was always way overblown. But that seems to be rectified for the most part as well. So, rectification is always a good thing. Wave <laughs> nine says, "By no means is Lance." Oh no, we got you already. Pop a fill. Pop a fill. Trey's quicker release helps the O line. Also, it mm -hmm. doesn't hurt. It can't hurt. It couldn't hurt. And again, like to to <laughs> what all the the Trey Lance detractors were saying was eighty five percent of the throws are short throws. Okay, well he's a lot better at those now. Right. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? I mean, Sam Darnold's the one that's freaking indecisive, has no idea what to do at any time. You give him four. You give him the best offensive line in the league. He'd be like, what? Mm, no, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mm. That's Sam Darnold in the pocket. That's my impression of Sam Darnold. Yeah. Thing is, no. is people want to shorts and t-shirts. I mean, that's everybody can do it. Shorts and t-shirt. Well, not first of all, not everybody can. We see that people have ups and downs. But second of all, if Trey struggles in shorts and a t-shirt, then I don't want to hear anything from you because you said it doesn't matter. So we'll see. Have you reviewed the new forward handoff rule and thoughts? No. What is that rule? I don't even. Honestly, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Is it a Philadelphia Eagles thing? Are they trying to? What is I that? think. I. The only thing that I can think of is maybe like the behind the line of scrimmage, the pitch forward. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's you can't hand off to the running back as if he's going in front of you. I don't know. Why? Don't really why would you not be allowed to do, to do that? I don't know. 
What do you guys think of Lance processing and reading defenses? Um, I think it's I don't pretty. Think good. It's ever been an issue. I I, I, I think don't. that that is one thing that I have talked about until I'm blue in the face with people. Is a lot of people say, "Oh, he needs to improve his processing," and he doesn't. No, his processing is fine. He goes through his reads, zero issue. That shows up all over film. He needs to trust what he sees and knows what and know what he can get away with, and that comes with playing time. But as far as can he go through his reads, that's never been an issue ever. Josh McClung, member, thank you so much, Josh. G Code Travels Vlog POV says, if Kinlaw gets a six seven sacks, does he get resigned? I don't know because the Niners Probably are so. Not. And they have so much money tied into so many other guys, but I hope he does, man. I was never rooting against Javon Kinlaw. And uh, so far, he's been healthy for a while, so I hope he does well. He'll get, I mean, he'll probably price himself out, which would be a yeah. good thing for Kinlaw. Let him get paid. Yeah, man. Go get that money, baby. Dave Barclay says, what's up, guys? Do anything good for summer? Man, summer's over, dog. Where, where you been, man? <laughs> it's over. At least for me, <laughs> it my, is. My I guess kids go back to school in two weeks, so yeah, yeah. it's over. Fire Kyle, play Trey. The rest of the team should be pretty good, but we'll see about the O-line. Can't wait. Love Niners after dark. Keep killing it. Thanks, man. Hey, Kyle can coach for one more year. I don't think we need to fire him in late July. That's not the time. Let's give yeah, him one more year. It's way does. too late to be firing Kyle. Josh McClung says, any Hargrave today at practice? Yeah, he was out there. Again, I basically don't evaluate linemen unless they have pads on. So that's why I didn't include him in the uh, good or not so good, but he was out there. So was Armstead. So was Kinlaw. So was everyone except Nick Bosa. So yeah. what that's day good. do like, they put on pads? How many practices in Monday? According to George. Oh, it used to be day three. Now it's day five. Back in my day, it was day three, but you know, day five. Do, do they that's count what, yesterday as a day? I don't know. I don't know. Because that would be anyway, I think it's be Monday. Okay. Um, Edgardo Rodriguez says, I can't wait to see a full preseason game with Trey. If he performs well, the hype will be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with all these quarterbacks, they need three years. Just give me three years. Let me see it for three years before I'm like one way or the other, all the way in or all the way out. Has Trey had three years or is he essentially a triple no, red shirt i'm saying like most playing yeah most of the games in those seasons it's, it's going to be a while before like, you're going to be game. able to make a full decision on brock yeah i mean excuse me on uh trey mike monahan says say hi to brock's dad on the right hi brock's dad on the right oh that's in that picture is what he's saying his dad played minor league baseball the giants mm -hmm. steve m says all this quarterback talk making grant rich kia stinger yeah <laughs> that's funny kia stinger is a good car just want to throw that out there. I like my Kia Stinger. Gabe's Niners says, is it fair to assume Trey Lance is the upper hand in the quarterback comp since Brock Purdy was rehabbing all offseason? That seemed to He's be so what Debo was sort of saying today. I wonder. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's me. I just don't look at it as a quarterback comp. I think it's all Brock and, until he screws it up. Do I think Trey Lance is probably ahead of where Brock Purdy is at this moment? Yeah, I, I would assume so, being that he's been able to throw for a lot longer in somewhat of a competitive environment and his injury healed much sooner. But other than that, I don't, I just don't look at it as necessarily a competition with those two. Dave Barclay says pretty much say fire Kyle in every super chat. I like it. It's a mantra. It's a refrain. <laughs> okay. So everyone's focused on the quarterbacks, but I think a player who's just as critical or questionable is Colton McKivitz, the right tackle. 
He was a backup last year. Great backup in the sense that he could play left side, right side, guard, mm -hmm. tackle. Pretty much the ideal backup offensive lineman. Now he's a starting right tackle in the NFL. And the way the NFL has evolved over the last 10 years is that right tackles make darn near what left tackles make. And some of the best tackles in the league play on the right. And it's a really, really important position. And Colton Kivitz has to step up. Um, I, again, I don't want to judge linemen too much without pads, but they're running the ball today. And I can't, I mean, we all know that last year, like 90% of the Niners' big runs went left. Yeah. The oh big yeah. ones. That's, they're a very left-handed running team. And that was with Mike McGlinchey. Who, are they ambi runners like Zoolander? Not anymore. No, they are not ambi runners. <laughs> and so, and that was with McGlinchey, who, who uh, Chris Forrester said is an elite run blocker. Mm -hmm. So now they got McKivitz, who they think is a worse run blocker than McGlinchey. It's a very left-handed running game. And I guess, you know, it's okay because you can pair it with play-action bootlegs to the right. There are things you can do, but if you're a run-first team, it's always nice if you can run left and right. It's always nice. And in 2021, when McGlinchey went down and Tom Compton went in, Tom Compton was dreadful in pass protection. But, mm -hmm. man, he could get out there and run on those uh, sweeps for Debo. And I, if you go back and watch the Debo sweeps, I want to say most of them that went for touchdowns went to the right. Mm -hmm. The right. And it's too bad that the Niners can't get that. They got to get Tom. Where are you, Tom Compton? <laughs> he was better than McKivitz as a run oh, blocker. Maybe McKivitz yeah. is better as a pass yeah. protector. That's true. As a run blocker, yeah. So what do you, what would you need to, because I get the feeling, and I don't, I don't necessarily think this is the case. Maybe it is, but. I get the feeling that you think there's like no chance for Colton McKivitz to be worth a damn is the feeling that, that you give off when I watch you talk about Colton McKivitz. So what would you need to see from him during this training camp for you to feel better that they've rectified the offensive line? That's twice. I want to see some big okay. runs go around the right the way they used to. I felt like back when McGlinchey was without younger, a tight end attached, I'm assuming. No, it's fine. Like whatever, because okay. hey, whatever, man. It just it, help let Kittle help you. They haven't had big runs around the right in a while. When they had Mostert, when they had Young McGlinchey, when they had Young Kittle, they used to rip off runs to the right a lot, big ones. And if you look at the scheme, the outside zone runs mostly go to the right. When they run to the left, it's more like tosses. It, it, they're supposed to have the fast, quick, agile run blockers on the right. That's where the big runs are supposed to come. Those guys are not pass protectors in this. They're run blockers and they're light ones and they're and they're supposed to be reaching and running and pulling like right. Come on, Colton. Can you do that? Because Tom Compton could. Tom Compton was really Tom Compton had like the high knees. Like he looked, he was running around like running a 220 on a track. Literally, literally. Joe Staley could do that. Yeah. Uh I'd like, you know, I, I want to see if I don't think Colton can do that. Prove me wrong. I don't think McGlinchey could at the end. I think he's had so many injuries. We need Tom Compton back, man. Tom, what is he like? Thirty-five now? Is he my age? I don't know. I don't know how old Tom Compton. He wasn't is. appreciated in his time. I feel like he could still play. Mark is a real artist. Yeah. <laughs> I always appreciate it after they're gone. Tom Compton. Only appreciate it after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think. Okay. Okay. So here's my theory with the offensive line. Hear me out for a second. You tell me mm -hmm. if you agree or disagree. The offensive line as a whole. Even if Colton McKivitz is a downgrade from Mike McGlinchey, can be better because the three interior players should all improve. 
in their second year starting. That's a good call. I, Banks should be better. Burford should be better. I don't know what to expect from Brendel. It's not like he's 23. You know what I mean? We'll see. But if it, we'll see, maybe he takes but a step it's his back. Second year starting. Forward. Yeah. Could be good. Could be not. They also have Feliciano, which feels like a hedge because they're making about the same amount of money. So one For way or sure. another, they got a center who started. Like, I think the two guard, I like the two guard. I like Banks and Burford. I was skeptical of Banks when they didn't play him at all as a rookie, but I'm not skeptical anymore. I think he's a solid player who could end up being good. I think Burford is a solid player who could end up being good. I just don't feel that way about McKivitz at all. And I think he plays a much more important position than those two guards. Like, right tackle is really like almost as important as left tackle. If left tackle's here, then then right tackle's like right mm -hmm. there. And today's and guards game, like yeah. here. And center's like here. So you said you respect uh what would you say with Banks? What was the word you used with Banks? I respect Banks. I think he I think he's solid. Not respect, could be but you, uh speculation, speculative. What what was the word you used? I don't uh, know. I skeptical. That's the word. God. Skeptical. I was skeptical. Words are hard. Words yeah, are hard. Like I don't know if you know. Anyway, you were skeptical of Banks. Are you skeptical of McKivitz or are you writing him off and don't think he's in a right back? <sighs> I, look, I was skeptical of Banks because the Niners buried him for a year. I'm skeptical mm. of McKivitz because I've seen him play. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've That's seen fair. him play. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I, That's fair. He has a much more difficult position to play, and I've seen him try to play it, and I don't think he's good at it. Okay. So, okay. I don't know. I, I, I just want to see where the baseline is of Colton McKivitz in Grant like, Cohn's mind. <laughs> <laughs> not good all right i mean banks was tough because like we literally hadn't seen him play the position so when he started playing it's like okay i guess they had a plan for him and you know you had he was just a mystery mckibbins isn't a mystery we've seen him not a lot but it's like okay we can say the same thing about trey lance guy was a fifth round pick they waved i don't know i'm sorry i feel like you there is no None of the someone said, uh, who was it? Armstead said there's six of eight, six or eight teams in the NFL every year that have a, a, a real contenders. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the real contenders have a starting offensive tackle at the Colton McKibbis level. None of them. None of them. I could be wrong. I'd like to know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, who, how many other teams would he start for at tackle? Not the Seahawks, not the Rams, not the Cardinals. Like McKib, I don't know, man. Will they give him a sixty-two in Madden? That's disrespectful. Colton, <laughs> call him up. <laughs> gonna have to perform, man. He's gonna have to perform. Louis says, "I heard Kyle and I. Uh, I heard Kyle and I see his face when Lynch talks about Brock, and I think Brock is no lock." And Debo's comments, yikes. I hear Kyle and I see his face when Lynch talks about Brock. I feel like when Kyle talks about Trey, Lynch winces a little bit, and then when Lynch oh, talks awful. about Brock, Kyle's like, "Don't." give me an arranged marriage for the second time. All right. You, you told me to marry Jimmy. I trusted you. I got out of it. I'm not trusting you again. I don't. I, I don't know about Shanahan. I was definitely, when I went back and watched it the second time, I was fixated on the micro expressions from Lynch. And every time Brock was brought up, he'd get a smile and he'd look over and he'd wait for an opportunity to say something nice about him. Every time Trey was brought up, he would look around, pierce his lips, grab his water, and wouldn't contribute a damn thing. It was very, very clear that he is not a Trey Lance guy at all. And I think it is 
that should tell us going into this process, he never wanted Trey Lance and Shanahan is the reason why Trey Lance is here. I, I think we know that now. I think it's pretty clear. Brother Rob, Brother Bob says, Iggy, how wide receivers and CBs look? Subnails. Um, so, Debo looks like a wide receiver again, as opposed to, he looked like a running back the last two, mm. maybe one year. Let's go wide receiver again. Um, Ayuk always looks great. Ayuk caught passes today. Debo didn't. Um, Oliver got smoked. No one can guard Ayuk. I stand by that Ayuk is unguardable. The best. Like Debo is really good and you can't tackle him, but you can guard him. You can't. You cannot guard Brandon Ayuk. And even if you do, he has these freakishly long arms and makes the catch anyway. Debo, I, I didn't see him on the field. I didn't see him with his shirt off like Kyle did. But just even with a, a hood on today, you could just see it in his face how much thinner he was. Absolutely incredible. He worked his butt off this offseason, and I hope it translates for him. I really do. Me too. Me too. It was interesting to see Debo today. I was looking at him. I'm like, man, that's what he looked like as a rookie. And then he came mm -hmm. out and was like, I feel like the last I've been since I was a rookie. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm right here with Debo again. I don't know what happened last year. Like yeah. in 2021, I was team Debo. I was the one after every game being like, dude, this is the best player in the league. Why is he not getting MVP consideration? The Niners should give him whatever he asks. And then he flipped out, asked for a trade, and I told him what was going to happen. He blocked me on Twitter. I was like, what? I'm on your side, dog. And then he had the worst season ever. And I was like, well, that's your fault. And now he's back on my side. So team Debo hashtag. Yeah. You, you literally did have an episode where you talked about exactly how it was going to go and how not to act and to expect this from the 49ers and walk them through everything. And I was like, dude, they're going to hold the wide back against you. Out. Don't see it coming, but they're going to hold the wide back thing against you. You're going to sit down. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, man, you're more of a running back and it's going to piss yeah. you off. Don't ask for a trade. And he asked for a trade. Yep. I was on your side, Debo. <laughs> but anyway, I think he, like, he, he's so much more mature now. You can see it. It's cool. Yeah. I, it, it, you forget that these guys are really young. They're a lot younger than us. So I forget that. Yeah, Saul Goodman, sure. if Trey Lance is good enough to beat out Brock Purdy for the starting job after the performance he gave last year, then everyone should be excited. Fernando <laughs> would be excited too. <laughs> Thank you, Saul. Dave uh, all it took was a 49ers after dark to get a Fernando. That's great. <laughs> Why is LT more important than RT? Fire Kyle. Because in the past, left tackle would be the guy who would be in one-on-one, -on -one, in space, blocking assignments more. And right tackle wouldn't. You'd have more closed formations with tight ends and, and running backs staying in to chip. Now, most teams want five eligibles in the pattern on all pass plays, the Niners included. So that means the right tackle is going to be in space, one-on-one, -on -one, two. And a lot of times, the team's best pass rushers lined up on that side. So that guy's got to be great. And yeah, also it's typically most quarterbacks are right-handed, so the blind side is is going to be, yeah. you know, you want to cover your backside, but that's true. That's true. Suspiciously specific says, "Do you think Talanoa Hafunga will stop giving up big plays at the beginning of the game with the new defensive coach?" I don't know. I like Talanoa Hafunga. I feel like he had a month last year where he made some mistakes and was feeling himself a little too much and then he fixed it and then he was money again. So I'm not going to just, I feel like he's a really good player. That's basically how I feel about Talano. I mean, we talked about quarterback development. This is Talanoa Hafunga's third year. I think that is when players usually hit their stride. So I think this, he may not make an all pro. 
there might be other players that just fall out and what have you, but I think he's probably going to be more consistent throughout the year than he was last year. And he was very good at points last year. And then there were times where you're like, eh. I think he'll be more consistent for sure. Papa Phil says McKivist 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 actually played well last year. Wayne. <laughs> I don't know who McKivist is, but McKivist <laughs> didn't, in my opinion. <laughs> Ryan G. Hensley show says Trey still waiting to throw to CMC. That's true. I, yeah, I did notice that. That's a good point. I did notice that. point. Yep. Yep. Uh, WYR lose Debo or Kittle, says Jewish guy. Would you, Would rather? you rather lose Debo or Kittle? Um, they get crappy Kittle. with that $1.99. You only got so many characters. I think Kittle because he's older. But then again, then again, Travis Kelsey's doing great. I mean, a lot of times uh, tight ends can play into their 30s because they're so dominant in the red zone, which Kittle <laughs> became last year. I don't know. I would say if I'm just building a team, I would rather lose Kittle. But for the 49ers, because they have CMC, I would say Debo. Yeah. Uh, Drewish guy says Poe or Fisher today. Again, I'm not I'm not really looking too much. The only person I'm going to crush on the offensive line with no pads is Colt McKivitz, obviously. I mean, this is how I do. <laughs> like, I just, like, I, I, I didn't want to say too much, but all I, I just wanted to point out that every time they tried to run stretch right, it didn't work. And that's been that's been a theme, and I don't see why th that should change. It wasn't working with McGlinchey. Why is it going to work with McKivitz? McGlinchey post like eight surgeries. Trey in kitchen cooking like stir fry yum says Jot is Jot. <laughs> I'm getting we're getting some really creative one ninety nine super chats. Are, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Should we talk some rookies? Rookies just stood out. Yeah. I just want to I I want to know from you like who stood out. We know that Moody didn't kick today. I heard that Jair Brown was the first player on the field. So just overall, like what was your assessment of the rookies and what did, I mean, anything good or bad come from them? I want to see Jair Brown play with the starters um, mm. because there's all these reports that he made a bunch of picks and OTAs when the media weren't around, wasn't around. And like when he plays for the second team, it feels like Sam Darnold's freaking terrified of him. Like he won't throw anywhere near him. And I just, I got a tip from a friend yesterday, like, dude, compare Jair Brown physically, high weight speed to Ed Reed. And I was like, they're the same. And they have, I mean, he has very similar play making instincts. I'm not saying he's Ed Reed, who's a, one of the greatest of all time, but I'm not saying he's not either. I want to see what this looks like. And I have a feeling he might be starting week one. I feel like he might be too good to keep off the bench, but it's like to keep off the field, but it's like, they probably won't annoy him just yet. So I want to see more of him. The guy that I have seen, I'm a, the tight ends, man. I'm so underwhelmed by Latu. And I I don't want to write him off too early. I want to see what it looks like in the one-on-ones, but I just don't see a tight end who's going to like beat man-to-man -man coverage. And I know Dwelly can, and I'm pretty sure Willis can, and I know Kittle can. That's three. And it's like, if you can't beat man-to-man -man coverage, like you better be freaking 6'8", 280, just, you know, a freak, you, a load to bring down, uh, unguardable mm -hmm. in the red zone. Like, I don't think that's him. I, I'm just, I don't see it with Latu yet. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He yeah, ran a I speed think, out today against Andrew against Andrew Hawkins, and Andrew Hawkins was just like all over him. It's like, like I don't no. know. No, absolutely not. Get the hell out of here. No, I don't know. I it's it's interesting the Ed Reed 
thing because I was on with a Seahawks content creator a couple of days ago, and he really, I mean, he goes super in depth with his pre-draft breakdowns of players. So I, I trust at least what he's saying to a certain extent, because I know he works really hard during the pre-draft process, but he said that Jair Brown reminded him of Earl Thomas, another very, very good safety. So, and he said, obviously, if you look at 40 times, it's, you'd be like, Oh, come on. What are you talking about? But when you actually watch them play, he's like, that's, he's got Earl Thomas written all over him, which Earl's kind of a poor man's Ed Reed, really, if you think about it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all kind of in that same area. That's interesting that two people kind of came away with big time safety play out of Jair Brown. That's, that's very encouraging. Haven't seen much from Robert Beal. Uh, Darrell Luter Jr. is injured. Yeah. Um, I do like Braden Willis. He caught a pass today. I think he's going to be the Niners version of uh, Ben Skoranek. Okay. Meaning he's going to be like a fullback. Fullback, yeah. And, that's what, you yep. know, like, yeah. And it's like, will he be a dominant blocker? Like, maybe not. But, like, he's going to be impossible to cover from that spot. Mm -hmm. Just like Skoranek is. Like you put him out, you flex him out, and put him in any other spot, like in the slot. Like, eh, but at fullback, oh, are we nickel? Are we base? What do we do? Can a linebacker cover him? Because a linebacker can't cover Willis or Skoranek. So if you go nickel, then you can like Skoranek can actually like block that guy. He can block that yeah. nickelback. So it could work. Yeah, that's it's it, it it's work. interesting because when they drafted him, I immediately sent out a message. It was like, that's our new fullback. Fullback. But we'll fullback. see. Hopefully. Yep. Um. Moody didn't kick today. It was Zane Gonzalez Day, which I just think is like, and he missed a kick from like 40 yards. Like, why is he on the team? Why even? Why do you have two kickers at this camp? Zane Gonzalez is terrible. I should have put him in the not so good. He missed like a 40-yard kick. Zane Gonzalez. You keep Zane Gonzalez if you bring in an undrafted rookie. And then you make them compete. That's how that goes. But if you draft a kicker in round three, you just remove the other kicker. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, John B says, "What are your both? What are both your expectations of Brock tomorrow?" I mean, we we can get into the. This is a good segue. To struggle. The other topic. I expect him to struggle. I expect him to throw a lot of short passes, and. Anytime he tries to do anything other than that, it's going to be uh, hit and miss. Yeah, I and mean, he sees my expectations. God love him. Yeah, I just don't have high expectations for him, and I don't. I don't think we should. Rusty. Yeah. Non rhythm. Handsome. <laughs> but that only take you so far. Niners rule says, "Hey Grant, here is twenty dollars, so I can ask my next question after the show starts winding down." I don't get it. Liar. Okay, it was only $19.99. Saul Goodman says, John Lynch would never play poker after that press conference. His body language was obvious on what his preferences at quarterback oh, Kyle Shannon stay stone-faced the entire time. Brutal. But brutal. What's the prediction at LT when Trent uh, retires? McKivitz. Hopefully they draft somebody. <laughs> no, 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 no. They got to draft somebody next year. They have to draft a tackle next year. They have to. Round hey, one. Mason. Says underdog Trey hashtag. Also, JP will be fine. He's a Mason. Yeah. Nah, I just people think I'm biased sometimes. And like everyone knows I love Jordan Mason. So if I just minimized him fumbling and dropping a pass, he'll be like, well, I can't trust you anymore. So I had to say that. But at the same time, it broke my heart. It broke my heart. 
But I got I also was very hard on Ty Davis Price last year. He was great. Let's talk about that. Cutless players. Who are the cutless players? Danny Gray, Ty Davis Price. I think Kinlaw. Yeah. Half, I yeah. think uh, Ambry Thomas. Absolutely, Ambry. Ambry Thomas. Those are the four that Those stand four. out to me. Those are the four. Those are the four. So how? So how'd they do? Let's go one by one. Let's go. Uh, let, well, let's start with the running backs because that's where you were just at. TDP on that list. Talk me through his day today. He kicked ass. He kicked ass. Perfect. I thought he was indecisive. I thought he was terrible last year. I thought he was really I thought he was worse than Trey Sermon. And mm -hmm. I thought it was like interesting that the Niners kept him over Sermon. But Sermon is like doesn't have a burst. He's not that fast. And he could be as decisive as he wants. Like he's not going to really do much. Like TDP, I don't know what clicked for him, but all of a sudden today he wasn't messing around. He wasn't, he knew, I don't know. He knew where he was going. He was finding lanes and he was running really hard. He also caught a 30 yard pass up the sideline from Lance. Gotta give it to him, man. He looked good. He didn't look like C, like McCaffrey or anything. But he looked good. He he also looked pretty explosive overall, right? Which is something that wasn't necessarily fully there last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Gotta give him okay. credit. He looked good. Okay. He looked the best of the cut your cutless players. He looked like a guy who like one of those second year players who made the giant leap from rookie year. Looks way different. Love it. Wait. Okay, that's great yeah. to hear. That's really, really yeah. good to hear. TDP. Okay. TDP. TDP. Okay. Good. That TDP. means they didn't waste necessarily their pick on running back. It's again. just day that's one, but so know, far I so know. good. I was very impressed. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Let's stay on the offensive side. Let's go to uh, Danny Gray. How'd he look? Not good. Not good. I know he. I feel like his route running has improved, but okay. just catching the ball like. He had a he was open on a deep out today and caught it but couldn't keep two two feet in bounds. It's like okay, like it's the NFL and it's your second year, but okay, happens. And then he he beat Ambry Thomas, more on him in a minute, but he beat Ambry Thomas <laughs> on a deep route up the right sideline and had him smoked and maybe a better throw. You know, maybe maybe it was on Darnold because Darnold didn't really hold the safety and didn't really he kind of underthrew it. So that was now the Hafunga play, right? Yes. So now he put Danny Gray in a situation where it should have been like an uncontested touchdown, but now it's a contested catch. And, you know, who are you taking, Hafunga or Danny Gray at the cash oh, point? Hufunga. Yeah, easy. Hufunga. And it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, he wasn't even close. So it wasn't necessarily fault, his fault. Like, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't his fault that the, that those are both Darnold throws, by the way. Let him out of bounds. No. One might have been Brandon Allen. I forget. And one might have been Brandon Allen, but two better. I don't know. He didn't catch any passes. I'm not saying they're going to cut him, but he like didn't have that big day that TDP had. He beat Ambry Thomas though. He was better than Ambry. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Just be based off of what you said. What I'm hearing you say is he doesn't have an issue getting open. That is not the problem, but actually catching making the, the catch at the catch point and keeping his feet in bounds and situational awareness might be an issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if you can get open, Eventually, you might be able to figure out how to catch the ball. Maybe. Yeah, I remember in OTAs, you said that he ran the most beautiful route. He ran. And just dropped it. It was a slant, I think, in the end zone, like, you said. He just tries to catch it with his chest, and it's like, yeah, come on. Okay. Okay. But I'm not going to write him off yet. Ambry Thomas was the one that got smoked. Every time I look at it, I'm sorry, Ambry, but like, compete, man. What the hell happened? 
You were competing as a rookie. I feel like you haven't really even been competitive the last couple of years. I don't get mm-hmm. it. I just I don't. You got the height, weight, speed. You played well at Michigan. You played well as a rookie. You made huge plays in playoff games. What happened? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't he get was it. supposed to be. He was supposed to be Lenore. He was the one that was supposed to start right now. Yep. I don't understand. So he was way ahead it. of Lenore there, rookie season. And then Kinlaw. Kinlaw looks healthy and in good shape. That's the most okay. you can say. Let's see what that's he does one on ones. Yeah, but that's good. healthy and in good shape is good. Manufactured that's, easy that's ones. That's most for of the battle. Tomorrow. That's most yeah. of the battle with him. It really is. That's that's the battle. He cannot improve unless this happens, and it's happening. Manufactured sure. easy ones for Brock tomorrow, probably. That's what the games were. I swear, if Kittle and CMC only practice with BP, says official <laughs> BNA Music eighty eight. Didn't it piss <laughs> you off last year? I, I don't know. Like when Kittle got hurt in practice right before week one, I was like, "Are you kidding?" Are you kidding? That's how I felt. Yeah, and not that he's like purposely trying not, to miss these games. No, nope. it's, it's like, dude, man, really? You, the on. odds? Yeah. They he really needed you, man. Nate Salinas says, "Hey, Grant, are you going to miss covering Jimmy G, the winner, now that he's going to take the Raiders to Super Bowls?" I heard that Jimmy was talking sh- uh, crap to the Raiders defense in uh, training camp. I really hope he does that to the Niners defense in oh, the joint practices. Great. He's that'd like, "Man, great. I carried you guys." Oh, that's all me. Can't wait. Um, I cannot that the the footage that comes out of that is gonna be incredible. Kevin Crittenden says, What do you think Kyle risks by being too attached to the way plays are supposed to go? I mean, a development of a quarterback is probably the biggest risk, right? Micromanagement in general. Did Flav change his name to Nate? Ooh, I don't think so. I he still that. comments on my channel is it's not just Flav, though. It's like Flav the Great or something ridiculous. I don't even know. Tell the good people what Chris Sims said about Sam Darnold. Chris Sims. Shout out to Chris. Sims said that he believes Sam Darnold can have a Geno Smith-like resurgence. And (laughs) it made me laugh a little bit. Here's the thing about Sam. I think he can play his best football here. The difference is Geno Smith. I, I talked about the three years of playing Grant. His rookie year, it was like he was 24, then 25, or 23, then 24. He played back-to-back years to start his career for the, like most of the games. Then he didn't have his third year until last year. His third year was last year. And so you saw the breakout play in his third year of actually playing. Sam Darnold has played his three years. He's just an awful decision maker. Absolutely atrocious decision maker. He's indecisive, as you say. Do you see that type of resurgence in him based off of what you've seen? Do you think it's too early to make a judgment on him? Where do you stand on Sam Darnold? I don't, to me, I feel like this is ego and pride coming from the Shanahan camp. Like he Mm -hmm. saw what Pete Carroll did with Geno and said, I could do that. I could do that. He's thinking that Darnold will be the next Geno. Maybe, but I think they're missing the process that Pete Carroll took with Geno. Pete Carroll was patient. Pete Carroll brought in Geno in 2020, had him on the bench for two years. It was a very slow, patient process. He didn't just get Geno, throw him on the field, give him a new system and new playmakers and be like, now you're good. Like, no, he gave him years and I don't think Kyle Shanahan gets that. Like, he's so impatient with quarterbacks. And he's had 
instant success with a few. So I think he, I think he feels like if it doesn't happen right away, it's not going to happen. Or you know what I mean? Like he's so impatient. So if Darnold doesn't play well as soon as he gets on the field, Kyle's like, well. Whereas Gino took time, and maybe that's why it worked out for Gino, because he there was patience. I mean, Gino, he sat behind some good quarterbacks. He definitely learned as much as he could being a backup, and you're right. They brought him in. They made him compete for a job last year. The year prior, he was a backup. He had played sparingly. And But the other thing that he does, or that the Seattle Seahawks do, and Pete Carroll in particular, is that when he chooses somebody, he's all in on that player. All in. He may have a competition early like he did with Russell Wilson and, and Flynn or like he did with Locke and Geno Smith. But once he makes a decision, that is it. We are not talking about the other quarterback. That guy doesn't exist. We are all in on this player. And that's something that I haven't seen from Shanahan. I just think it's interesting. Like Geno is a great story. And teams should be looking for the next Geno. Just like teams are looking for the next Brock. But I think you got to look at Gino's journey. Like Gino is on, he's on his fourth team and he's been on this team for three years. Like they didn't just get him and throw him on the field. It took time. His quarterback rating initially was 94. Like he wasn't great right away. No, I mean, in 2020, he threw five passes. In 2021, he was one and two as a starter. Yeah. Like he had good numbers, but it was a little bit of a leap of faith. They so, also couldn't move the ball on offense, if I remember correctly. I, yeah. I watched him a couple games. I'm like, they cannot. Move so if the ball he is the next Geno Smith, then that means he'll be good in 2025. Right, right. So great. Not I hope the 49ers. He is. <laughs> Maybe he is the next Geno Smith in that sense, but that doesn't mean he's going to be leading this team to the Super Bowl this year. That means he might yeah. be taking some positive steps two years from now, and maybe three years from now he'll be leading the team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the starting quarterback, presumptive starter, Brock Purdy, fully yeah. cleared, didn't practice today, starting to practice tomorrow. How much patience do you think we're going to need to give Brock? He may just come out and ball out. I think we got to be patient. The The one thing that can't happen is if he has a, a rough couple practices, and maybe not even tomorrow, maybe practice two or practice four or whatever, we have to show patience with them. You can't be all over the internet, victory parading a bad day from Brock Purdy in practice, and and uh, he sucks now. And this, we we can't do those things. He is coming back from a major injury, and he is way ahead of where he should have been, in my opinion, based off of everything we've seen in the past. So they should be very patient with Brock Purdy. We should be patient for Brock Purdy. And I think that he's earned that, especially because they're not playing a game yet. So I'm curious to see the reactions. I know that people are going to go crazy one way or another. If he plays really good, you're going to hear it. If he plays really bad, you're going to hear it. I just think we should expect some, some up and down days. I think that is fair to expect that. Yeah, it's his first time going against the Niners defense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe Purdy's great. Maybe I'm just we're underselling him, but Jimmy struggled against his defense every year. Trey really struggled against his defense last year. I expect Brock to struggle against his defense. And you got to remember, if he has a day, if he has bad days against his defense, it's the best defense in the league he's supposed to. Every quarterback does. The only one who doesn't struggle against his defense is Mahomes. And he even struggled in the Super Bowl against his defense. 
Yeah, even if Purdy's great, that doesn't mean that he's not going to have some up and down practices or yeah. up and down games. Everybody, everybody yeah. goes through growing pains. Like it's not. This is not new news that we're throwing out here. Oh my gosh, Brock Purdy's going to have ups and downs. Just be patient. We have to have tons of patience, especially coming off this injury. So I'm I'm very excited to see how he's going to play. I'm very excited that he's healthy and that I'm going to be able to watch him play and Sam and Trey and all of them and just put my own eyes on it up close and personal and come away with, with a thought based off of everything that I'm seeing from all the quarterbacks. I'm excited for that. I'm also I'm intrigued because it felt like the Niners were going to give Brock Purdy the job. Like, hey, man, you don't have to practice this offseason. Take your time. You give yourself three weeks to sort of ramp up, and then it's your job. Like, that's not what they're saying at all. They're like, you want to start this year? We'll play right now. Do the whole training camp. And that makes it kind of seem like he has to prove something in practice, which makes it kind of seem like there's a quarterback competition, which is what Debo Samuel alluded to today. Like yeah, when, when they did, were he like, did. hey, Debo, how happy are you to have your starting quarterback back? He was like, oh, yeah, um, really excited for this quarterback competition. Trey looks great. So I think there's a lot of urgency on Brock. I do not think they gave him the job. I think they said that, Brock that was you. interesting because the question was specific about Purdy. How excited are you to have Brock Purdy back healthy and ready to go? I.e. your starter for the quarterback. Yeah, I'm excited for the quarterback competition. Trey, Trey looks Lance great. looks really good. Uh-huh. And then somebody followed That's up. Telling. I thought it was you. I gave you credit. I, the wrong guy. I gave the wrong guy credit. Uh, but either way, somebody followed up and said, be specific. Carlos. How yeah. does he look better? And he just went on like, oh, he looks better in this and this and this. Yep. That was very interesting Touch. response from Debo. Yeah. Touch. He's like, you know, he used to throw those short ones kind of hard. And Debo catches those short ones. So that, that means something to him. I, I feel like people were speculating that Debo would prefer Jimmy over Trey because Debo was Jimmy's go-to guy. Well, we just heard how how Debo feels about this. So, Yeah, and, and he may have preferred Jimmy over Trey then because Trey was not doing those things. So we're talking about a completely different player in year three, year one to year three. So that may have been true, and it could have changed now. That being said, I think I think the best thing for Brock and the best thing for the 49ers is for him to get in as early as possible. More so, I, I don't know if they're looking at it as a competition, but I think what they are doing is, hey, you got to work out the rust. We expect there to be some rust. The more you can practice and kind of shake that off and get through things, the better we're going to be come week one, the better you're going to be come week one, the more comfortable you're going to be. Yeah. It's just interesting, like, there's a lot of pressure on Brock, you know, there is. be ahead of schedule, be great, be, be as good as last year. Like he hasn't had any time to improve his game. He probably isn't a hundred percent. He's probably doing the best he can. And, uh, he's going to be the one facing the first team defense. Like there, the, the bar for him is way up here. And if he comes right here while the bar for Trey is down here. And if he's right here, the narrative could be, wow. Trey's blowing away expectations while Brock is not quite what they wanted. Well, like maybe Brock's still better. Who knows? Like they have themselves a situation. It's going to be interesting. Well, Bosa's not playing. That'll be helpful, I guess. You won't have him breathing True. down his neck. So that, that's True. good. <laughs> I bet he'll be back in a week. I can't let this drag on, right? It looks bad to the organization. I think Sunday. Sunday after practice, we'll get the announcement is my guess. Right, because Monday's the first day of pads, which is when you right. need your D-line back. So Sunday, yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, 
Case 49 says, why isn't Lynch pumping up Trey, Trey's trade value? Maybe he's just I don't think at, Shanahan want, will allow him to trade him yet. There you go. There you go. Brian Hernandez says, if y'all seen that show quarterback and see how much freedom Reed gives his players, oh. she's been great. Kyle stop trying to control everything and everyone. Yes. Micromanager. Every Wednesday, Chiefs players get to come up with a play and see if it can make the install. And they love it. The it, what's funny, what's funny is he also, Andy Reid, took a lot of crap because people got so mad about the merry-go-round play that it wasn't even his. That was Patrick Mahomes. And he took it on the chin and was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it, you think I'm making a mockery of the league, but really my quarterback came up with that play. So whatever, I'll take it. And he's making a mockery of the league by kicking its ass every year. Yeah. Niners daddy says, Kyle Shanahan, Trey, try Trey back as QB1 by rushing BP back to fail no I, that's the other thing too i don't think they're necessarily rushing him back i we you might disagree with me on this one grant i don't think they're rushing him back i think he is cleared and they had a process no matter what that they wanted to follow which is two days on one day off really the quarterback coach or the surgeon is like hey he's full go you can practice him every day and they're like well we're pumping the brakes that's the way i read into that situation i don't think they're rushing him back yeah, it's fine. I mean, he might be rushing himself back, but it seems like he's cleared. So that's that. Papa Phil says Kyle put injured Brock back in Philly. Yeah. And he Wildcat through a football, too. Crazy. Have you seen quarterback on Netflix? Not yet. Yes. I shall. It's fantastic. Scott Short says one thing you've got to admire about Brock Purdy is he never ceases to exceed expectations. That doesn't mean he's better than Lance, but it's respectable. It's early. But yeah, it is respectable for sure. Oh, Scott 1,000%. He's already outplayed his contract. It's not no debatable. Doubt. Absolutely. I'm done working today. Good. Here's what it I did. Be. I woke up at 722, went to the gym, pumped iron, lifted weights. All the iron, yeah. Dude, some people were there. They were like, look at that guy. He's lifting weights. And I was like, yeah, it's me pumping iron. And then I left, <laughs> took a shower, went to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did my thing. Came back, strained for two hours. Now I'm done. I'm fucking done. Had a good time, but now it's over. I'm going to do it again it's tomorrow. Over, man. And for the whole summer, the rest of the summer, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm getting too old for this shit, man. <laughs> Was that Lethal Weapon 4? I'm getting yeah. too old for this shit, man. <laughs> you did your thug thizzle, Grant. Uh, thank you very much. What are you doing the rest of the night? I've got a stream. Uh, I'll probably start it in like 10 minutes to call in. So call in, give your takes, come over to Last Second Sports. You're 40 and you got more endurance. I'm a man. I'm 40. You are. <laughs> uh, I'm the world's oldest 35 year old. Thank you very much. I'm exhausted. Hey, you have a good you. night. Go check in uh, with uh, Jesse. Brian, Purdy has pressure because if they trade Trey Lance and they basically give up three firsts and a third for him, too. Oh, that's an interesting point. That's that an very interesting, interesting point. <laughs> I never point, thought about it like that. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're out. Go see Jesse on his channel. I'm out of here. Goodbye.